Welcome to the Dacus Report, hosted by Pacific Justice Institute founder and president Brad Dacus. For 25 years, PJI has counseled, represented, and defended people whose religious freedoms, parental rights, or sanctity of life have been obstructed or violated, all free of charge. We leave no one behind and level the playing field for Americans as they are subjected to the tyranny of the powerful. Now, here's Brad Dacus. Welcome to the Dacus Report. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. On today's show, we're going to look at some tyranny taking place on the other side of the border to the north involving chaplains. Uh, we're also going to look at the Biden administration's recent assault on privacy of families and their children, courtesy of a very controversial survey. Tell me talk about these and other matters I have with us here. Constitutional law attorney, Michael Peffer, who heads up our office in Southern California for PJI. Welcome. That's right. Thanks, Brad. Great to be here. Let's start off with some good news. I always like to start off with good news, if yeah. possible. And this involves a major lawsuit that was settled against the city of Seattle on behalf of uh, some individuals that, were, that we at Pacific Justice Institute uh, were representing, and in particular... Uh, one employee who now can actually not have to choose between his faith and keeping his job. Tell That's us more. Right. Yeah, this is uh, our, our attorney there in uh, Seattle or the in the Washington State. One of our attorneys is Tracy Tribbett, who's an active litigant. She loves to litigate cases as well. And she uh, brought this case against the city and and uh, the David, his name is David Body, I believe it's pronounced, but um, he's an arborist for the city. So an arborist is someone who deals with trees. That's right. Okay. Yeah, so you would think, being as he deals with trees, That's that he, a... they could work out a way to accommodate him and provide him the ability not to be vaccinated. Because he's outside because trees are not... I haven't seen trees grow inside. I generally don't see so. them either. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So he's outside working with trees. I mean, come on. Forcing him to get a vaccine that's so controversial that doesn't prevent transmission, uh, and he's not even inside the office working with people, I don't even see how they can rationalize such bigotry against him because of his faith. Yeah, and, and this is a thing that happened during the COVID time, and it's still happening, frankly, uh, because we're still getting people asking us for help on these issues is that it didn't matter. It didn't matter what the, the facts were. You couldn't get an, an accommodation based on sincerely held religious beliefs. And, um, but uh, we brought a lawsuit against uh, them, and um, it became really obvious uh, we, during this process. We call discovery, and of course, as you know, we, discovery is a time when each side asks questions under oath or asks to produce documents. Um, or even take depositions. So um, we're just trying to get the facts. That's, that's right. what discovery is. Okay. That's right. And both sides get to get the fact. Both sides get to work to that end. And it, as we participated in discovery, we noted they could have definitely provided this person with an accommodation. There was no reason why they couldn't. So the city of Seattle could have definitely accommodated this, this gentleman. That's right. But they didn't. They didn't. That's right. Yeah. And... This came out through, uh, through Discovery. Tracy Tribbett, she is a fantastic attorney yeah. who has up our office, one of our offices there, in, as you said, in Washington State. Uh, she's doing just a, a, a great job taking on these cases. Uh, you know, I, I personally believe 
that this will send a signal to other cities, don't even go there. Yeah. If you've got an employee who has a, a religious objection and feels convicted by God not to take one of these uh, COVID-19 vaccinations, which are so controversial and are, are medically very controversial in terms of the potential harm, and it's all coming to the surface. Um, but when they see those situations, they better accommodate people like the, the gentleman we represented. I understand that the settlement was not just financial uh, for that's our right. client. We can't talk about those, those numbers because that's, that's, right. that's closed uh, for discussion legally. Uh, however, there was something more than just financial compensation, something sort of unusual in a settlement case. What else do we get uh, from the city of Seattle for our, for our client and for others? That they are going to train their employees uh, on what to do and how to deal with religious accommodations. And as we note, and I think this is one of the major reasons you decided to go all in on representing people who had vaccine objections based on sincerely held religious beliefs, is that many employers treated this as, oh, if we want to, we can. If we don't, we don't have to. We don't even have to try to accommodate people. Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah. And, and so many employers thought that they could do that. And so we set, started saying, no, you, you can't do that. You need to make a good faith effort to accommodate when someone has a sincerely held religious belief. Yeah. It's not like just a, you know, well, I don't know if I feel like accommodating you. I, no, it's the law requires it. <laughs> Title yeah. VII requires every employer... When an employee has a sincerely held religious belief to, to do something or not do something, that's right. They have to make uh, they have to reasonably accommodate them, absent an, a showing of an undue burden or hardship. And the Supreme Court recently said, "Hey, an undue burden is just that. It's an undue burden. You that's have to right. show substantial costs or expenses that's to you right. to uh, to uh, uh, in accommodating this person before you can not accommodate them. You've got to accommodate them." And it's not something that's uh, taken lightly by the Supreme Court. And uh, this is a, a great decision. I think that Supreme Court decision had an impact on the outcome of this case. I think it gave the city of Seattle a bit of a, a nudge, if not a kick, in the right direction. And I'm really glad to see it uh, turn out as it did. Yeah, another thing we're really thankful. We have a lot of affiliate attorneys out there, people that step in and help us out. And on this case, uh, Tracy Tribbett worked on it with a, a PGI affiliate uh, named Jonathan Churn. So thank you to Jonathan Churn for stepping up to the plate, working with us on that. Uh, we, we always welcome attorneys who want to come in and step in and assist us on these cases. Sometimes they take on the case in, in its entirety. Other times they work alongside with us or we work alongside with them. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really encouraging to, to note how many attorneys, not just on staff, but all the, we have even more attorneys out there who are called our affiliate attorneys right. who step up to the plate without charge, uh, yes. no compensation. They step up to the plate and they volunteer their time to make a difference. Yeah. And uh, that's what uh, Mr. Churn did. And we're so grateful to Jonathan Churn and people like him that's right. who assist our attorneys we have on staff like Tracy Tribbett uh, to make a difference. Yep. The Biden administration is at it again, Michael. Uh, my understanding is that uh, he has uh, orders uh, through the Department of Health and Human Services uh, to require their employees to use trans, uh, the trans pronouns 
whether they like it or not. There's a mandate here. Yes. I mean, this is a basic denial of biological realities, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and, and here's the issue with this. There's no, um, no, nothing in the law about whether someone that has a, 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 an objection to uh, playing along with this pronoun game because of their faith. Some people believe it's not honest to say, hey, you know what? Yeah, you're a girl, but really you're a man. So, so some people have a faith objection to this. They don't want to hurt people. They're just simply saying, we have an objection to this. You know, there's a common, you know, bracelets people would have, and on the bracelets it would say, WWJD, what would Jesus do? Right. So if you pick Jesus, put Jesus in one of these government positions, you know, as far as employee working for, the, for HHS, um, well, could you picture him affirming a lie and confusion in anyone yeah. to say, oh, oh, you're, you're a man, but you see yourself as a woman. Okay, yes, I'll call you a female name. I'll use female pronouns. Exactly. And I'll mock my Heavenly Father who created, of how right. my, you were created by the, by the Lord, yeah. by the Heavenly Father. No, he would say, a loving person, which Jesus had a perfect love, would never affirm confusion, a lie, deception, or even a mental illness. Uh, no. Uh, Jesus has truth and love, and a, a truly loving person would never, I think, in good conscience, want to affirm confusion, a confusion that statistically leads to depression and oftentimes suicide. Absolutely. And, and the important thing, that, that is such a good uh, uh, point that you make, Brad, because here we have the Lord works in truth. God has all, Jesus, throughout his ministry, worked in truth. He called out truth. He called out falsehood. And, and he spoke the truth at all times. And so nobody wants to hurt people. Yes, we realize people have an issue. They have a medical issue, a psychological issue. And, and we don't want to hurt them. But we also don't believe that it's, it's helping them to, to entertain this fiction that a boy is a girl and a girl is really a boy. Right. So it's really something that... The Biden administration here is forcing this compliance, whether you believe it or not, whether it's true or not, and that's something that is is unfortunately too common within the Biden administration. Yeah, they even pronounced this quote National Coming Out Day, where they where they exalt and and clap uh, individuals engaging in same sex sex acts with each other because that's what homosexual lifestyle is. So we exactly. just call it out. They applaud that. Yes. They applaud people who want to quote unquote, try to change their gender, which they can't. Every cell in your body is unanimous as to what your gender is. Uh, so they, they support individuals who want to cut off body parts masochistically, uh, permanently sterilize themselves. Yeah. This is, is, is very, it's evil. It's also very hateful. It's not loving. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that they want to also compel decent human beings who work for their department, people with a conscience, people who, have, who actually have a real love for people, uh, Christians, to have to lie and encourage something that is wrong with other people. That is deplorable. That is outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. It is indeed. And I will say, loud and clear, if you know of anyone working anywhere in the United States, uh, especially the government, where they are being required 
to use a pronoun that is a lie, a pronoun that is a violation of their conscience and their love for other people and their convictions. If you know of anyone in that situation, please have them contact us immediately. Just have them go to our website, pji.org, pji.org. They can also sign up to get our e-newsletter where they keep up with our many, many cases across the country where we're dealing with cases and issues such as this. Did you know that PJI is the only legal defense nonprofit in America that serves state citizens by fighting state legislatures across the country to ensure unconstitutional or corrupt bills don't become unconstitutional or corrupt laws? That's right, for over 12 years, PJI's Center for Public Policy has generated success by standing firm in opposition to unconstitutional or immoral state bills, which makes it easier for our allies in the legislatures to kill these kinds of wrongheaded and even depraved pieces of legislation. Keep current on PJI's work on all the legal challenges we face on a daily basis, including our work through our Center for Public Policy, by signing up for our Legal Insider email newsletter at pji.org. Now, back to the Dacus Report. Welcome back. Michael, I understand that we have a lot of students out there uh, demonstrating with, against Israel, against Jews, anti-Semitism, uh, just a lot of sick kids out there that are blinded uh, quite often by radical le- leftist professors that now dominate uh, universities, including a lot of Christian universities, unfortunately. Yes. Uh, and yet there's some students at the University of Notre Dame that are standing up to something that they see as evil. What's, this is a, a bright light. I love to focus on things like, like this where students are actually doing the right thing and standing up for the right cause. Yeah, it's, it's really a good sign. We, we have Notre Dame, and unfortunately, Notre Dame has been for a long time um, basically going down the slide away from their religious values. And, and hey, uh, we fully respect the religious values that led to the formation of Notre Dame. Uh, and uh, and and one of the things that the uh, Notre Dame Right to Life uh, community have condemned the university's decision to do sponsor a, uh, a a drag show, which is they say, and I would agree, in direct violation of Catholic identity. So Notre Dame, if people aren't aware, is a Catholic university. That's right. And they hold themselves out to still be a Catholic university. That's right. Uh, so it makes sense that these students would be upset saying, what are you doing? The university, this Catholic university in Notre Dame, is actually sponsoring yes. this drag queen group to come in and do a drag show. That's right. I mean, once again, talk about sick professors. I just, I can't help but think that there's some sick, twisted, perverted professors there at Notre Dame. They should be called out and fired, but... What, what else, what, what's your thought on this, and do you think these uh, students will prevail? Well, this, this event is, of course, uh, sponsored by the usual suspects, uh, the film and television and theater department, uh, uh, the gender, Department of Gender Studies, uh, music, uh, American Studies, etc. 
uh, and, and it's sad that we have this Ill, this uh, university who it turns out um, they're, they're a great university in America that has now been more and more and more compromised by the secular values that, that are there. And, and here, this idea that we ought to start having these drag shows on a Catholic university when the Catholic Church doesn't support these uh, drag shows. It, it's really kind of incredible. And, and, I, and I sure hope that this, this pro-life group uh, uh, you know, it prevails on this and, and, and finds people that start to think of this as it is supposed to be a Catholic university. Yeah. There, there's no excuse for this. That's right. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want this in any university. Exactly. Because these drag shows are sexual, yeah. they're perverted. I mean, I, I'm just saying what it is. Yeah. It's not like they're there doing a drag show to show greater sensitivity to... I mean, it is, it's, it is what it is. Yes, it is what it's like it a is. Strip, it's like a strip club. It is yes. what it is. You can't... Yeah. You know, you can't... Uh, Put, put lipstick on this thing, you know, and then make right. it, pardon the pun, uh, put lipstick <laughs> yeah. on a pig and, and, and say it's, it looks wonderful. It doesn't yeah. look wonderful. No, it doesn't. And, uh, and it's very, very disturbing. And hats off to those students. And I just want to say to those students, um, if you need assistance in getting your voice out there, if you need assistance in um, properly contesting this, Give us a call. Contact us and, and let us know at PJI, PJI.org. I understand there's some teammates and activists speaking out against a biological male joining the Virginia College women's swim team. That's right. Golly gee, why would women object to some male coming in yeah. and uh, joining their competition? Yeah, this is being facetious, obviously. Indeed, and and this is one of those amazing realities of American life right now, where you have sports that we've the law had required that universities have sports that are designed for women to compete against women and men against men, uh, and now we find that they're they are slowly but surely inserting men and we see this in the swimming world unfortunately and here these uh, uh, female members of the female swim team have said no this is wrong uh, we, we have this uh, Kate Pearson who's the captain of the sophomore team uh, Lily Mullins who's the junior captain and Bailey um, uh, Gar Gallagher who's the senior captain said they were shocked at this they're shocked at the idea that the Virginia college would bring in a man to compete against the women. Yeah. I, I, you just wonder. I mean, I know people are smoking marijuana a lot more than they used to. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I just can't figure this one out except from a spiritual dimension. Yes. It is absolutely insane to say that it's, it's okay for a man to compete in women's sports so long as they see themselves as a woman, and I'm going to assume, for the sake of argument, let's just assume that, that he is sincere, that this man has dis confusion, he has this gender identity dysphoria. Yeah. It still uh, makes no sense that this male, who's had a 
a, a hormonal advantage, more than 10 to 1 testosterone level advantage. Yes. Uh, and a muscular skeletal structure because of their DNA as a male uh, should be suddenly thrust into competing against these individuals, women who are not as large, don't have the same muscular skeletal structure, right. uh, have a tiny fraction of the testosterone hormone, which is so pivotal for muscle development. That's why many of these weightlifters and people who do this you know, heavy workout in the gyms, mm -hmm. I can tell, I, you know, you can tell by looking at who is probably, uh, you know, taking the testosterone injections. Exactly. Yeah. You know, because that's part of, you know, the, the teenagers being able to, to, to build their muscles. Yeah. And so it is so, um, it is so illogical, so unjust that we're going to have so many women, I think, just throw in the towel and just say, forget it. I'm done competing. It's a waste of time. It's too risky. I can spend all my childhood, adolescence, into college, you know, developing and, and, and increasing my abilities only to be shut out suddenly by a third tier male who comes in and competes against me. Yeah. It, it, it just obliterates the, the, uh, the, you know, the civil rights protection that was enacted in the 70s specifically to protect women and their ability to have their own athletic competitions for fair uh, competitions and opportunities. Yeah, and one of the, the swimmers here that, that is protesting this, uh, the, Ms. Mullins, uh, she, she says, look, here's a guy that he was actually a strong contender in, the, in, in men's swimming. He finished ninth overall in the freestyle, the 500 freestyle, and eighth in the 100 fly. Um, and she's saying during the first few practices this year, this transgender swimmer almost beat her current school record in the 50 freestyle. So here she works all of her life. She w works out and becomes a, 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 an exceedingly good swimmer, sets the record at her school, and now here's a guy that he's coming into the program, a man, that has almost broken her record. So she's, she said, uh, you know, she, she, she argues she was in peak fitness and gave everything she could to get that record, yet the trans swimmer came off a year's break and is already challenging the women's school records. My understanding, Michael, is that this isn't just dealing with one incident at one college, you know, Roanoke College in Virginia. Yeah. My understanding is that the Biden administration has actually adopted as its rallying call to push this and force this on every university, uh, public school that's in the right. United States. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, I, that, it's incredibly sad Yeah, it's, for it's, these students. It is sad. It's unjust. It just totally just eviscerates, just destroys the future, the dreams of so many young girls and women throughout the United States instantly. And the party that's doing it is ironically, it's, it's the Democrats. Yeah. They're the ones behind this. I'm just calling it out. People say, well, don't be so political. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. The Democrats are the ones behind this. The Biden administration and his cohorts that make up his administration, they are unequivocally 100% in favor of destroying equal opportunity for women in athletic competition. Uh, and with that comes the, the uh, they're going to lose scholarships, these women, these men who come in who are 
you know, second tier, if you will, third tier. Yeah. They're going to come in. They're going to get the scholarships. They're going to win the awards and the competitions and be financially compensated with, uh, with college and universities. Yeah. And many of these Ivy League schools are going to go, oh, yes, yeah, we'll give you scholarships. Yes, you, we'll see you as a woman. That's yes, right. come on in. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. they, they, it's, I, I can't believe how many in, in public education, in the Biden administration, and at these universities have drunk the Kool-Aid. That's right. Uh, to the demise of, of so many young, young uh, women across America. Yeah, this, she says this one, uh, one of the swimmers, the female swimmers, she says, it's just so defeating. It's like, why would we even jump into the pool and even try to compete against this person? Because we know our best will never compete with their best. Uh, I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. If you're out there and you're impacted, uh, contact PJI. If you're a female and you're being compelled to have to compete in a sport with a man, contact us. We're here to help you. We're here to serve you without charge. PJI.org. We would love the opportunity to continue to serve you. Just visit PJI.org and click the Legal Insider button to sign up for our email newsletter. At PJI, we help individual employees, employers, business owners, pastors, students, citizens of every stripe through our practical resources, counsel, representation, and defense, all free of charge at PJI.org. PJI is an island of stability and assurance in our ever-churning sea of legal and societal chaos. We are here for you. So folks, just remember, it's our God-given freedoms we're talking about. Now, let's choose to keep them. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Let's continue the fight for your freedoms.